You know, I know a lot of people that will wake <laughs> up uh, instead of having the beep, beep, beep alarm, they'll listen to us. Really? That's cool. Yeah. But oh. I, f- I feel like that's Hello. not a good idea. Good morning. That wake up. It's yeah. time to get up. It's either, uh, I-, I find my voice to be very soothing. <laughs> so I feel like do you, you talk yourself w- to sleep a lot. Yeah, I do. Actually, I do that for Jocelyn. Jocelyn will say, like, grab grab a random book and just start reading, and then oh. she'll fall asleep. Oh, very nice. Yeah. The dog does the same thing. Yeah. So I feel like that's the, that's a problem when you're trying to wake up. <laughs> if you're like, oh, man, I got to energize my day and get started, and you just got being just, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Getting some coffee. That's why I'm here. I'm the sharp edge. Exactly. There you go. There you go. Uh, Lots of things going on here in the news. Uh, What's going on over in Lansing? (sighs) Well, Lansing and like 11 or 12 other places around the United States yesterday. This was happening right at the tail end of our show yesterday, but I thought it was interesting enough because it developed over the day. Okay. Uh, So there was an alleged bomb threat shutting down the Michigan Capitol yesterday. Wow. Uh, The threat, which police uh, believed was not credible, was made via email to the Michigan State Capitol Commission. It came in around 7.45 a.m., and then shortly thereafter, they Mm -hmm. evacuated the building. Uh, There was a bomb threat emailed to officials in several states yesterday, briefly disrupting government affairs at the state level for all those states that affected Connecticut, Georgia, Hawaii, Kentucky, Maine, our state, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Montana. So, I mean, they they picked a spate of them, Mm -hmm. and uh, there was one report that said... um, that the FBI was aware of numerous hoax bomb threats at state capitol buildings. It had no information to indicate it was a specific or credible threat. Seems pretty mm. specific if yeah. they're going after state capitals all over the place. Especially, yeah, multiples all around the same time. Yeah, and uh, the Bureau said it's working with state, local, and federal law enforcement to gather, share, and act on information. Uh, yeah, so it was a mass email disrupted. All from the same source? It seems. It seems so. We, do, we don't have the information the FBI sure. does, but yeah. there was one report that came out that said it came from, it looked like it came from out of state, but I don't think that, or out of country, mm. but I don't think the uh, the FBI has confirmed that yet. Wow. So anyway, so that happened yesterday. Jeez. Yeah, it's weird. Wow. Yeah. It's one of those, you know, developing stories that, you know, they, they say now, well, it's not really super credible threat, but anytime that comes in, they have to take it as, as serious. Well, know? I mean, you, you get, I, I think about the mindset of the individual who's doing that. It's like, okay, I'm going to pick a handful of states here right. and I'm going to go to the state capitals. So maybe they were planning to send them to all 50 states and mm-hmm. they just couldn't get the emails for the rest of them. <laughs> well, and I know anytime that I've ever heard of a, a bomb threat happening, whether yeah. it be a building or a school or something like that, it's that they will figure out who it is. Yeah. Whether it's yes. a, a quick phone call because yeah. you wanted to skip out on school or, or what have you, yeah. uh, they figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Especially but, an email. Well, they can track that pretty quick. Yeah. The internet forensics these days are incredible. So they'll, uh, I'm sure they're hot on the trail. All right. Well, we'll keep our eyes on that and uh, figure out what uh, what all happened with that. And maybe um, we'll have more development more to that story. We'll keep an eye on that. You want to talk about trucks or uh, travel? Let's talk about trucks because I saw this yesterday. Okay. Uh, big recall for for uh, a very popular truck. They uh, Ford is recalling one hundred and twelve thousand, basically one hundred and thirteen thousand F one fifties, the pickup truck, because of a rear axle hub bolt that can uh, be a rollaway risk if it's damaged. 
NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, said the recall affects F-150 vehicles with model years 2021 through 2023 that are equipped with the Trailer Tow Max Duty Package. Oh, okay. Yeah, so if you've got the duty package, <laughs> you've got a problem there. Yeah, you definitely have a problem if you have a duty package. <laughs> the if agency, you don't have the proper uh, protection for the duty package. The F-150. The agency's alert said that the rear axle hub bolt might fatigue and break, which can result in damage to the axle hub, uh, axle hub splines. And as a result of that damage, it can result in the vehicle rolling away, even if the vehicle is supposed to be in park and mm. the par- uh, without the parking brake applied. So if you apply the parking brake, you're fine. But if you don't have the parking brake applied in that the splines have gone out on that axle hub thing. Sure, uh, you could you could be a rollaway. They say uh, a fix is currently under development. Mm. The agency said F one fifty owners can take their vehicle to a dealership for an interim repair if they hear a clicking or rattling noise associated with the kind of the rear of the vehicle. Okay. So that's that's what you got to do. Letters to the F-150 owners who are affected are going to be mailed by the end of January, says Ford. And they can also contact Ford Customer Service if they have questions. So that's the 2021 to 23, and you've got the trailer tow max duty package. <laughs> yeah, There you go. <laughs> We're such children. Yeah. <laughs> the max duty I mean, package. I know when I was a kid, I always uh, wanted a truck with the duty package. Oh, yeah, the max duty. Yeah. But it was a totally different, different thing. It was basically I wanted a toilet in my truck. Sorry so that about I, that. I really yeah. like the F one fifty. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, obviously the most popular yeah. truck in the all world. of America. So history. Uh, yeah. So a lot of people have that. So yeah. definitely want to keep your eye on that stuff. There you go. Uh, travels. Let's talk about travels. CNN has a travel list. Yeah, the uh, the CNN, the news network, you know, it's global. They do mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, they're out with their global travel list, and they have 24 places that they think people should go to see. And Michigan made the cut. Really? Yeah. A, place, the, a specific place? A very specific place. Traverse City. Ooh, the Traverse City area. Nice. Yeah. Have you been up? You've been up there, right? I have. Beautiful up there. Um, I mean, when you think about places, 24 places, if you were to look on a globe mm-hmm. and throw pins down on 24 places around the globe where you'd like to visit, um, th- some of the things that CNN came up with, uh, Sumba, Indonesia. Mm. That was one. Turkey's Black Sea Coast. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, Tartu, Estonia, which looks mm. like it has some really cool stuff there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a place in Taiwan, uh, a couple other places, and then uh, of the Balkans with uh, the incredible mountain ranges there. Yeah. And then they also throw in Northwest Michigan. Would you throw in Northwest Michigan in? It's one of those pinpoints? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, you look at even if you dial it down to like America, I would say, you know, you got... California wine country, yeah. of course, like Colorado and the mountains. And yeah. then, yeah, the the northwest uh, or northwest uh, area of, of Indiana, for sure. It, Michigan. Or of Michigan, too. Yeah. In Indiana, not so much. Uh, no, <laughs> you're, I'm kidding. You're thinking Gary. No, no, yeah, Gary. Yeah, I think Gary, Indiana would be great uh, to go visit. No, but yeah, northwest Michigan. Here's what CNN writes. Refreshing, unsalty Lake Michigan. Lures boatloads of tourists in the summer, but the shoreline, quaint towns, and rolling countryside of northwest Michigan have plenty to offer year-round. On Grand Traverse Bay, Traverse City makes for a great home base for exploring wineries on the old mm-hmm. mission in uh, Lilanu Peninsulas. Did I get that right? Lilanau. 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 God, I yeah. say it wrong all the time. It's all right. Damn it. 
I, they literally, this is the thing about Michigan, and I'm sure I would have loved to have watched Stephanie's CNN. Stephanie's cringing because we joke about that word all the time. Yeah, the Leyland Peninsula. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I went up there. Uh, speaking of the Christmas houses that we go, we uh, I think it was last year, the year before, we went up to Grand Traverse Bay yeah. and the Leyland Peninsula. Leyland Peninsula. Say that five almost, times fast. You, you almost said it wrong. Leelanau. Leelanau Peninsula. Uh, they also talk about the fishing, the shops, the galleries, Glen Arbor, another town worth pursuing, the Sleeping Bear Dunes. So, I, yeah, I could see that. I agree. And it's great for, I mean, I think anybody in Michigan, too, Beautiful, is, definitely. should go visit those areas. Oh, yeah. And there's so many people that haven't. It's only like four, four and a half hour drive. And it ha- that area, I mean, obviously the natural stuff is is there mm-hmm. and it and it, it's very uh, accessible to enjoy for anyone. But the, the towns, the Traverse City itself mm-hmm. has built up quite a bit in the last few years. Um, and really become, uh, they've really grown into what they want to be, which is a major attraction. A major tourist attraction. If you've walked the downtown yeah. recently, um, it doesn't look now like it looked five years ago. Mm-hmm. It's really, really mm-hmm. grown. Yeah, and it's cool, and it's going to grow even more now yeah. that they're on a list on like list. that. Because yeah. it, you know, you you were just naming off a bunch of these beautiful exotic world places treasures. around the world that yeah. I'm like, oh wow, and then to see Traverse City uh, in that area in the uh, in the list is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm I'm scrolling through this list: Panama, Spain. Uh, Singapore, Mexico. I don't see many other. Oh, they've got Florida on there. Okay. Florida's freshwater springs. Okay. I was uh, going to say Everglades would be... Oh, I, yeah. I'd put the Everglades up there as a place to go visit. Definitely. Um, Uzbekistan's on there. Ooh. Yeah. Uzbekistan. That's I heard fun. it's nice this time of year. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So that list is the 20... Is yeah, 24, 24 Yeah, the 24 in 2024 from CNN. There you go. Yep. Put it on the list yep. and maybe put it on the list for your travel. Yeah. Maybe that's that's one of those year round. I mean, of course, summertime cherry festivals oh, yeah. and things like that that they have going on in the wineries during the harvest season. But uh, really, anytime. Yeah. This is uh, not paid for by uh, the state of Michigan. <laughs> we just know we just know personally how great the state of Michigan and, and spots in, in the area. Yeah, I would I would I would have almost said the whole the whole pinky. The whole that whole pinky ring finger. <laughs> well, yeah, if area you, from the wrist all the way up to the pinky. Yeah, in Michigan is pretty much gold. Mm-hmm. That's the Gold Coast right there. There you go. Uh, lots to get to this morning. Uh, we've already talked about it because we're hungry, but uh, we're going to talk <laughs> about food again. What's going on, What's going on with food? Well, where do you want to go? Do you want to go with the uh, the plagiarism, the the Instagram plagiarism, or the vegan diet not being as healthy as some people thought? I'll go vegan diet. Okay, so vegan diet. So this one's a little misleading. Okay. I saw the headline and it it made me it it piqued my interest. Yeah, uh, because it said basically plant based sandwiches, salads, and pizza are not big capitals not healthier than meat options. Study oh. reveals. So you immediately take that to mean oh well meat better vegan diet bad. No, that's mm. not the case. What they did was they looked at vegan fast food options. Okay, which there aren't really a lot. There's no. a few uh, of those fast food places that will have like, oh, yeah. well, we have a veggie burger. <laughs> so so vegan fast food options, 
actually are not healthier, surprise, surprise, than their carnivorous counterparts, according to a study published in the journal Nutrition last month. Dishes provided by 50 fast food brands, because fast food brands never, they, they have a formula to meet, and yeah. it's called economics and customer satisfaction, mm-hmm. right? And somewhere the economics probably outweigh the satisfaction. Yeah. 50 fast food brands in five countries were analyzed by researchers who concluded that the meatless alternatives that the fast food places were offering were not inherently healthier than meat options. Mm. Yeah, they evaluated uh, almost 2,000 dishes, uh, and it revealed the vegan versions had less protein and sodium with greater amounts of carbs and sugar. And uh, that's the thing is they always add a lot of sugar to all this stuff. Yeah, I remember, uh, what was it, that uh, that documentary, Supersize Me? Yeah. And uh, the guy had gone through the McDonald's menu and was looking at, I think it was the salad. Yeah. And the salad had more sugar than some of the other options. <laughs> He's like... Well, instead of having this this salad, I could eat, I could instead have like a milkshake and it'd be almost the same or more sugar. That's incredible. That's uh, incredible. Do they still even have salads at some of the fast food places? I have not visited. I've not noticed. So I, I don't yeah. know. Um, but they did, they did look at some dishes from Burger King, uh, Pizza Express, a couple others. Uh, they found that certain meat-based dishes and plant-based ones tended to have allergens. Mm-hmm that uh, weren't always reported. <laughs> Examples included, uh, let's see, there were egg and fish. Uh, there were seeds and nuts. Mm-hmm. So you do okay. have to you have to keep an eye on that. But especially if you have like type 2 di- diabetes or some other metabolic uh, metabolism disorder, yeah. got to watch that because the sugar ingredient level on that stuff, it's, it's big. So in a nutshell. In a nutshell, fast food options, if you're a vegan, not not good. Yeah, you <laughs> You're better off just uh, going to the grocery store and picking up your lunch. Yeah, packing your lunch. Yeah, (laughs) brown bagging it is the way to go. The salad Um, had sugar in it, huh? Yeah, there was like a weird, and I don't even know if it was the dressing. I think it was like some of the other stuff that they had in there. Some preservative or something they sprayed on there. Oh, yeah, this is a little sweeter. Mm. Just all of the lettuce has a sugar. Lettuce is a little bitter. (laughs) Let's sweeten it up. All of the lettuce (laughs) just looks like Sour Patch Kids, just sugar (laughs) all over the top of them. Uh, real quick, do you want to talk about the, uh, sure. the the Instagram plagiarism thing? Sure, yeah. There's What's a former congresswoman from Texas, a former congresswoman from Texas coming under fire on social media for allegedly plagiarizing photos on her Instagram page. So, How do you do that? Well, she was a, she was a congressman, yeah. uh, and then she, she was unelected uh-huh. back in 2022. Now she's running for re-election, or uh, election again, and so she's trying to build up her social media following and putting pictures mm. of, quote-unquote, food that she has made on her Instagram feed. Unfortunately, you can find those same photos about 10 other places on the internet uh. that were posted way before she even thought about it. Mm-hmm. So social media users are sounding the alarm. Uh, the person is uh, Myra Flores, a Republican serving in the Texas uh, District Number 34. Uh, again, she announced she's running for Congress again. So social media is saying, hey, you're posting stolen food pictures. Calling them your own, that is not appropriate. Media outlets are calling it Grubgate. Grubgate? <laughs> Grubgate. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's that's a good name for it. Yeah, there you go. There was a, uh, let's see, a professor from uh, University of Texas, San, San Antonio, John Taylor. He said, it's not a good look. It's not a crime, but it's not a good look. The internet is forever. You post this stuff, it's going to come back on you, especially if you're a politician. <laughs> 
And if it's stuff that they made, it's obvious when you look at certain photos, I'm sure, that it's like well lit, perfectly placed, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. all of that. Delicious like, looking. Don't yeah. try to pass that off as your own. Yeah. I made dinner last night and tried to take a photo of it. And I was like, man, I cannot take good. Can't get it. And sometimes I sometimes I get it yeah. just right and it looks awesome. But uh, most of the time, I'm like, eh. I just know it was delicious, you and know, I know I know it looks good. Yeah, you know what the secret is? What's that? Hairspray. Oh, yeah, you just put hairspray, spray, hairspray on it, <laughs> and that makes it glisten. Yeah. No, but don't eat it after that. All I did was I sent a photo to Jocelyn because I was like, because I had made dinner and she was not home yet, Aww, and I was like, hey, this is sweet. what you're missing out on. You better hurry. What'd it was make? delicious. I made a uh, pork tenderloin oh. uh, with uh, on a on a bed of of mashed potatoes. Ah, um, Costco's got the pork loin on sale, huh? No, Aldi actually. <laughs> oh, Aldi. Yeah. yeah, it was great. <laughs> okay. It was delicious. No, I love the pork loin. Well, I the- I, if I remember correctly, Costco usually doubles them up. They have the like the the six foot long pork loins. Yeah, yeah, and I usually will buy that the yeah, Big Daddy and then chop it up into yeah. pork chops and yeah. roasts and all kinds of other stuff. But no, it's just a quick uh, okay. mar- marinated tenderloin. Turned out well. Oh, it turned out great. Nice. And this is the thing when you cook is that you want to time everything correctly because yeah. I made the potatoes and, you know, boiling the potatoes, getting all that ready. And then you toss the tenderloin in the oven and it's like, man, I hope this time's out right. <laughs> and sure enough, it did. Good. The potatoes were done, ready to go, ready to be mashed. Yeah. And then the uh, the pork tenderloin was perfect. And so I was like, ah, yes. I made dinner Victory last night as well. What did you make? Penny pasta with uh, green beans in it. Ooh. And uh, accompanied by veggie burger, uh, a ve- vegetarian breakfast sausage, uh-huh. and a vegetarian, a plant-based uh, hot dog. <laughs> it was a weird dinner, but it was good. What's the sodium intake on that one? Probably a lot. Because <laughs> as we, as we sugar in it as well. <laughs> as we're talking about the uh, some of the vegan options that may not always yeah. be as healthy, but that sounds good. It was good. Yeah, the pasta. The pasta was delicious. Was it like a, a special pasta? It was like, gluten free. Oh, yeah. Which I can't tell the difference. It, you can't. I can't tell the difference between regular pasta and gluten free pasta. It's just they've made it the same. It's right. really good. And I'm sure a lot of. And I've talked with a lot of people that have celiac or that are on that gluten free yep. diet, and they said, "Man, in the last like five ten years, huh. food scientists have mm-hmm. made breakthroughs because." Ten years ago, that stuff tasted oh, cardboard. awful. Yeah, cardboard. You knew when something was <laughs> gluten free, and I feel bad for anybody that had to go gluten free. Yeah, but now it's yeah, you don't even notice it. No, it's good so, stuff. There you go. We were just talking about um, on our live stream about birthdays, and you know, people that either have birthdays that are close to another big holiday like Christmas, or for me, like mine's spread out. Yours is. Uh, spread out enough. Yeah, I think so. You got enough October. buffer in between there. Yeah. But anyways, so feel free to comment and be a part of the show that way as well. Uh, but this new year has brought uh, the 2024 election year. That's right. Uh, and so we're pretty much everybody paying attention to all of that all the way up until <laughs> November. Uh, and things are starting to... 
uh, I guess, start to come together. Yeah, solidify and a little bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So one of the races that we'll watch through 2024 is for U.S. Senate in mm-hmm. Michigan. A third of the U.S. Senate is up all across the nation, sure. and Michigan is one of the states that a lot, of, a lot of people are watching because the Republicans think there's an opportunity to flip it from Democrat-held seat to Republican-held seat. Uh, we'll see what happens, but as far as who's running for the Democrat slot, Alyssa Slotkin, representative for, for Michigan, Michigan got mm-hmm. in very early and yeah. tried to clear the field early, and it appears that that strategy is working. She's leading the field of Democrat candidates for Michigan's open Senate seat. She is, this sounds kind of like a Trump race, she's 38 points above her closest competitor in, in the Democrat Party. Oh, so really? she's vying for the Democrat nomination. She'll go up against whoever the Republicans mm-hmm. pick for their nomination, but she's 38 points up right now. Public policy polling survey of likely Democrat primary voters in the state found that Slotkin had 50% support in a hypothetical primary, followed by actor Hill Harper, who had 12%. Mm. So she's up 38 points above uh, Hill Harper. Two other Democrats got just 3% of the support or less. And uh, yeah. So in a hypothetical head-to-head matchup with Slotkin and Harper only, uh, 56 and 14% respectively. So and she's, gonna, she's probably going to get that nomination if those numbers hold into the, uh, in, in, into the year. I will say is Southwest Michigan uh, perspective is I have seen Hill Harper making a, a good run in this area. He's made a couple appearances yeah. uh, in Southwest Michigan. Yep. I like him. Uh, especially when he's been on TV as well. And he was on The Good Doctor, right? Yeah, and he was on CSI. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he's he just seems like a, a pretty well-rounded individual. Things t- typically tend to tighten up the closer you get to the race. People sure. start paying attention a little bit more. So I, I would say that 38-point lead mm-hmm. that Slotkin has is probably going to narrow, perhaps per, because of what you're talking about. Yeah. Is It's like, oh, I know, and like that, Person who, and he's, I, I think he's made an effort in in Southwest Michigan. I would say a little bit more than Slotkin. I haven't seen Slotkin show up no. for for many things on this side of the state. Yeah, I would suggest she's probably following a strategy of I'm gonna I'm gonna go where the populations the are, big cities, and, and you know, the that's Grand, how Rap- Grand Rapids, Detroit. It. You know, it's kind of if you win some of that yeah. stuff, you're you're a good shot. Now, in the general election, if Slotkin gets the nomination, as it looks like she probably will, again, if these numbers stay where they are, uh, we'll probably see her a couple of times. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure she'll make a couple appearances yeah. for things like that. But um, well, we don't we don't often see our other U.S. senators here. When does we do get, reach out to them, by the way. When, well, yeah, <laughs> we just don't do our see best. them very often. Yeah. They yeah. don't call so, us back. Any of those people that are watching, any of the, the handlers or representatives for, for those people. The handlers are pleasant. Bring it's them on over. Yeah, it's like, sorry, we're not getting over there. When do they finalize the, the who those people will be? It'll be next fall. Yeah. All the way into the, with the falls when they'll finalize and they say, this is, this yeah. is, is our pre- people. Yep. All yep. right. Uh, did you see this uh, happened uh, recently where in the, in the state of Michigan, we know there's a lot of potholes. Yes, we do. Uh, and this fix, happened. Fix the roads. Yeah. Uh, where, you know, when you look at the size of some of the potholes in the area, they can be pretty big. Well, a <laughs> pothole in the town of North Beacon. Oh. Uh, getting attention after somebody decided, you know what? That's that's a pretty big pothole. Hmm. I bet that pothole is so big 
that I could fit a recliner in there. <laughs> like a chair thing. Like a big old big lazy, old lazy boy, boy recliner. <laughs> and sure enough, they did. They put it in there and then... In the pothole? In the pothole. Oh, and it dear. fit. And it was their way of basically showing, hey, one, there's a pothole, so watch out. Because if you're driving, you may not notice this pothole, even though it's huge. <laughs> when you're coming up to it, you may not see it until it's too late. So they decided, hey, let's put a pothole in there. Also, it's a way to raise awareness to anybody that's going and fixing potholes. If you see a recliner in a pothole, that's pretty <laughs> obvious that, hey, we should probably fix that. I, I, did, I do remember seeing one of the news stories where they had the pothole mm-hmm. filled with the, with the recliner. And I thought they were doing it so that cars would avoid it because yeah. it was so huge. Right. That's just crazy. And then they ended like, up... Don't break an axle here. I think somebody like removed the recliner, but then somehow the recliner made its way back. <laughs> and then they had filled the area, not only with the recliner, but then just an entire living room scene. <laughs> Around <in> there. <laughs> so yeah, this is up in, in North Beacon. Now the road is a private is on private property. Uh, and the city of North Beacon is working with uh, the, the property owners to resolve the issue. And my guests fill that pothole. Do you know why they're called potholes? No. I love this piece of trivia. Okay. Pottery makers in the 15th and 16th century England mm-hmm. would take advantage of the ruts in the wagon and coach wheel the, in the roads. Yeah. And they were looking for material to make their clay pots. Oh. And so they would go and scrape the clay mm-hmm. and leave a divot. And that would oh. be a pothole. Okay. There you go. Seems a lot more useful than when it gets washed away and we end up <laughs> blowing a, a tire. Or maybe yeah, we should do. They, maybe we should put up. We should actually take pots and every time, like a big throw pots in the pothole. Yeah, like big planters that put have trees, trees and plants in there. And Terracotta, anytime you see, yeah. yeah, anytime you see a pothole, you pot that you put that pot there, and you just have to avoid the trees. Uh, yeah, I think that would work. Uh, sure. Sure, put a little ficus what if, tree Yeah, whatever you got to do to get the, the pothole filled. Yeah, fix the damn roads. So we, but this is that time of year, that freeze-thaw thing that we got going on right now, uh, where I feel, feel like a lot of those potholes are going to start popping Yeah, because we have the weird weather, a, a mild winter so far. Yep. Uh, and we're, we're right around that freeze-thaw mark. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see the roads tear up a little bit further, more than usual? I feel like there's mm. a good chance for it. So I, that's what I'm a we little We should get a road about. guy on here. Yeah, we, we know any road guys. I think we know a few road One guys. One or two road slash yeah. sports guys. We could go stateside. We can go down to the county if we want to. So, yeah, we know a few of those we'll get people. Get Brett Witkowski over here.